I have a couple of quick announcements for you. Um, I wanted to let you know, Pastor Sam's Wednesday uh, Bible study is going to be for the next four weeks at 11 a.m., but there won't be a p.m. Bible study because I'm taking over those Bible studies for the next four weeks. Um, and at night, I'll be with the youth group. But you're welcome to join that, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> so, uh, but the Bible study will be at uh, in the morning Bible study, and uh, it will be online as well. That's Pastor Sam's morning study. Uh, the children's ministry is still doing a coat drive, and it has been awesome. We've gotten a lot of clothes for the clothes closet. And you may say, well, I'm not a child. Can I still donate clothes to the clothes closet? Yes, absolutely. It can be coats or anything. Uh, just take them over to the church, and we'll t- get them to the clothes closet for you. Um, it's an awesome ministry to be able to give people clothing. So, And you may notice Pastor Sam is not here. He's not going to be here for the next four weeks. He's doing some continuing education at Duke and uh, a renewal leave. So um, we're going to miss Pastor Sam so for the next couple, next couple weeks, but that's where he is. The month of February, our mission project is going to be uh, United Methodist Committee on Relief flood buckets. So we've done that for, for several years. You may be familiar with them. The buckets will be here, so you don't have to run out and get a bucket, but the buckets will be here, and you're just going to get the things on the list and bring them back to the church in the month of February. So that goes when people have a tornado, hurricane, they go all over the place, these buckets that we do that for. So uh, the children's ministry uh, has Valentine's coming up, and at the chestnut entrance, you will notice a table with these papers on them, gives you instructions on how you can get some Valentine's cards and some goodies to our children's ministry. Um, It's an awesome way to connect everybody, right? Uh, Some of you might not know our children that come on Wednesday nights, but it's a great way to connect with them. We have a lot of kids um, that come with friends and and might not be a part of our Sunday morning church, but they're here on Wednesday nights, and we would love for you to be a part of uh, getting to know them. Uh, My last announcement is, uh, you may notice we had a a table set up with some food out here. Um, We had a celebration for Molly Page out there. Molly Page is right over here. She sings in our praise band and has been helping with children's ministry for a really long time uh, and has been a huge, awesome help to our church. She has taken a job at Jacksonville First United Methodist Church as their children's director. So um, we're going to pray for Molly later, and I'm going to talk more about Molly uh, in the sermon. But just so you know, that's what that table was for. And when you see Molly on the way out of service, give her a hug and let her know how much you love and appreciate her. Um, And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us for the affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And the children are welcome to go with Miss Catherine to Children's Church. They are going to have an awesome time, as they always do. i got to tell you all, Catherine Barnes does an awesome job with our kids. They always have a great time. This is the time of the service where we prepare our hearts for tithes and offerings. Um, and if you're watching online, you can give by text to give, or you can give uh, on the church app or the church website. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, um, we thank you for these gifts of tithes and offerings. We thank you also for the gifts of time and service. We pray that it will all be used for your glory and for your kingdom to continue the great work that happens um, in this community, through this church, um, and around the world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
you did. This morning, as we prepare our hearts for prayer, um, I know some of you are getting ready to have surgery or have loved ones getting to, ready to have surgery, so let's be praying for them. Um, we also celebrate uh, those wonderful things that happen in our prayer time. We celebrate um, the answers to prayer that God has given, and we celebrate life with each other. So if you're watching online, write some prayer concerns that you have, but also write some praises that you have. One of the praises that I have is my friend Marion Ford just had a birthday the other day. So um, there's many praises that we have. We have much to be thankful for. Uh, and let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, right now we lift up all the unspoken requests here in this service, the things that we all came, uh, brought into the service, those things that were heavy on our hearts. We lift those up to you. We pray for those that are homebound. Uh, we lift up those that are getting ready to have surgeries coming up. We pray that you will guide the doctors and nurses and everyone that will be working with them. We thank you for the answered, uh, answers that we've had to prayer, those, those great things that we are so thankful for. We continue to lift up our school teachers as it's been a tough year. We continue to lift up the doctors and nurses and hospital staff in our community as um, they just had a whole lot going on this year. And we, we can pray that they'll have patience and, and energy, that you'll just keep them going strong. Um, and God, when we don't know what to pray, you remind us the words of Jesus when he prayed, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
The choir's awesome, aren't they? They they are amazing. I just wanted to say a note here that we do a lot of sitting and standing in this service. If that's ever too much for you, it's okay if you need to remain seated when we, when we stand. That's, that's okay. So, um, Our lectionary passage today is one that you've heard before. Um, even if you, you might be watching online or you might be here and uh, maybe you're new to church, right? I still bet you've heard this scripture. Or maybe you're here and you've slept through sermons for the past 20 years, right? You still, you've heard this scripture, okay? And um, if I were doing a wedding, somebody would probably ask me, would you read this scripture? It's a really popular one. Um, And it just happens to be our lectionary passage for the week. In the youth group, we've been following the lectionary probably for the past two years. It's it's great for me to stay on the lectionary because it covers the whole main points of the Bible within three years, and it helps me stay uh, on track with that. So uh, in the youth group, we've been doing the lectionary passage leading up to the scripture we're talking about today. Um, So we're reading 1 Corinthians 13 as our passage, but back up a couple weeks ago in youth group, we did 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as the lectionary passage. That scripture talks about spiritual gifts, uh, those gifts that God gives people to build up the kingdom of God, to share the love of Jesus with others. So these these gifts are uh, used for building people up. Um, So when we learned about these spiritual gifts, these great gifts that, that we have, um, they're meaningless without love, is the point we came across, though. And earlier in 1 Corinthians, um, it talked about disputes among believers. There's even in 1 Corinthians a passage about lawsuits among believers. They had a, some internal conflict within the church of Corinth. Can you imagine that, that a church with drama? Can you imagine that? So, but they did. The church of Corinth, they had, they had internal, internal conflict. They had some drama going on. And Paul was really teaching them how to love God and love one another um, with a lot of these passages. And then also in 1 Corinthians, it goes over some rules for worship, right? Some guidelines for worship. But we can do all of that right. We can, we can have the right color on the altar, and we can light the candles. We can, we can do all the right stuff, but without love, it's meaningless, is what we're going to learn today. Um, so when we read this passage, know that it was written to the church in Corinth. They had drama in their community. They had things going on, but it's not much different than us today. And this scripture applies to church as a body of believers, but we also apply it As you know, this is the scripture they read at weddings. We apply this scripture to weddings, to our family, to our jobs, to our groups of friends. So as we read it, think about how this scripture applies to you. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Here's the part that I know you've heard before. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. 
But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease for knowledge. Uh, It will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put put an end to the childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part that I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these, is love. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, we pray that through this passage that you will speak to us. I pray that we will leave here loving you more and loving others more. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The very beginning of this passage, it talks about our words being like a clanging cymbal if we don't have love. Have you ever known someone who says all the right stuff, but when it really comes down to it, they're a jerk, (laughs) right? Have you ever known somebody like that? And then we point the fingers at ourselves and say, is that ever us? It is at times, right? We all fall into that sometimes. I I would even say, is that ever us at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, Monday morning, right? And we get up for work, and is that when we're at our worst, our grumpiest, where we don't have love sometimes? These words remind me of even harsher words in the book of Amos. Now, Amos is a book of the Bible we don't always talk about in a worship service because it's a it's such harsh wording. But um, in Amos, P- Paul's talking about um, a lack of love, right? Our, our, our words are like clashing symbols if we don't have love. But in the book of Amos, the people have taken it much further than that. Not only are they not showing love, but they're taking advantage of people. They're mistreating the poor. Uh, they're, t- they're mistreating women. They um, had slaves at the time that they're treating really badly. It's an Old Testament book, um, and, and God gives very harsh warning through the prophet Amos. Um, so here are the words from Amos. Like I said, you probably haven't heard this one in a sermon, or not very often anyway. It's Amos 5, 21 through 24. I hate, I despise your festivals. I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offering of well-being of your fatted animals, I will not look upon them. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an an ever-flowing stream. Let us never fall into that place as individuals or as a church, right? Because in in the book of Amos, God is saying, I don't want to hear your songs. I'm not pleased with any of this, right? That's what this says in in this book of Amos. Um, when I read Amos quickly, um, I can read that and say, wow, God is being really mean and harsh, right? But look at it from the flip side. When you read it in the view of the poor, the oppressed, people taken advantage of, you see a loving God who is on their side fighting for them, right? God is telling us to love these people, to, to love everyone, to share his love. Um, so again, Paul is telling people our words are useless without love. Amos, the book of Amos, is taking it a step further. God is really angry if if we're not loving our neighbors, if we're taking advantage of them. 
So before we get to the warm fuzzies about this wedding passage, I just wanted us to grasp how serious it is that our words can be clanging symbols without love. So we see it in the Old Testament, uh, and then we see Paul reminding us in the New Testament that we need to show love, we need to have love. And Jesus showed us the ultimate example of who to love, because Jesus loved everybody. Jesus loved the outcast. Jesus loved the religious people. Jesus loved everybody and wanted everybody to be a part, right? Because Paul said, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, but without love, we have nothing, So we can do all the right things in this space because we got an awesome choir, don't we? And and we have awesome acolytes and we have awesome uh, ushers and greeters. Like everything's great. We have a great media team. But if we don't have love, it's meaningless because we can even come here and and, and go to Sunday school before it. Uh, We can do all that. Working in youth ministry, I love how honest kids can be because sometimes I'll hear them talking or they might even tell me. They'll say, um, there's a bunch of kids at school from such and such church, and they went to this big Christian retreat for a week. And then they came back, and those kids are the biggest jerks, <laughs> right? But it, it, when I hear things like that, it makes me question us, right? Because, and, and it questions us as individuals. Um, our coworkers, our neighbors, they know we're here this morning, and they're watching how we live our lives. They're watching if we love other people. They're watching if we love them, Right? So it's just a reminder to us, and I point the finger at myself too, Um, people are watching, people are paying attention, and God sends messengers to remind us of that in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and with Jesus. God sends us reminders to love people. January is the perfect month for this lectionary passage to fall, and and, and not just because it's February and it's Valentine's Day and love and all of that, but I don't know about you, January and February are not my favorite months. It's really cold, isn't it? And it's dark super early. It's a little on the depressing side. And I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of our friends, neighbors, people are a little down, right? With the COVID stuff, it's got them kind of bummed out. You know, sometimes not going, some of our friends are not going out at all. It can be depressing. What an important reminder of that we need to show love to people, right? People are stressed out. People are tired. It's dark early. A reminder, we need to show love. And, And this passage was for a church in Corinth, but it applies for us. It applies for our, our not just as, us as a church, but our, our lives at home, right? It applies to when, like I said, they use it at weddings, because you can have all the money in the world. You can have the big house. You can have the perfect job, but without love, it's useless. It's useless. Think about how this applies to your friend group that you've had for years and years, right? You've had to love each other through it all, through it all. And now, I just got to tell you, we did the harsh stuff. Now we're going to do some fun. All right, that's the hard part of the scripture. It says love and patient. The, the youth group, we ate our way through this passage with Cain. All right? So I don't know if you know this, but this is not just uh, a podium, but it also is like the junk drawer you have at home. So I'm going to see what I can find in here. Are you ready? So, um, with the youth group and Thursday night worship as well, we ate our way through this part of the scripture. Love is patient. A Jolly Rancher. I don't know if you can see it in the back, but have you ever had a Jolly Rancher? You have to be patient to eat this thing because it takes forever to eat a Jolly Rancher. One of the youth, when we were doing this, I was giving them different candies, and they said, I'm still on my Jolly Rancher. I'm being really patient, right? Um, we had a dentist here at our Thursday night worship, and I said, and, and the dentist knows we have to be patient because this takes forever to get out of your teeth, a Jolly Rancher. 
But it's an important reminder that love is patient, right? And this may be a very silly illustration, but I hope it reminds all of us throughout the week that we need to be patient with people, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Another thing from the podium. Can you believe it? Love is kind. And you may say, why a Kit Kat for love is kind? Why a Kit Kat? I say because JT knows the song, give me a break, give me a break. Break me off a piece of that what? Kit Kat bar. Yeah. So if I'm a good, kind person, I would give JT half of my Kit Kat bar, right? One of the teenagers said on Wednesday, love is kind because you stick together. It's a good one, isn't it? Um, Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant. The Hershey's chocolate bar. My wife told me that a Hershey's chocolate bar, it's a classic. It doesn't need to advertise. It doesn't need to boast. Everybody knows what it is. It's a Hershey's bar. I would even go a step further and say, a Hershey's bar doesn't have to put the Rice Krispies inside of it, or caramel, or almonds, or... um, it doesn't even have to be specially dark. It's just, it's a Hershey's bar. It doesn't need to boast. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Um, next, I have one. Now, I'm not a fan of this candy bar at all. I said in the first service um, some jokes about Almond Joy, and I said, when Almond Joys come to the church for youth group, we just send them over to First Baptist. That got a lot of comments online. People were saying, we love Almond Joy. So, Almond Joy, <laughs> Almond Joy. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth, right? May we be reminded to rejoice in the truth. When you see an Almond Joy, when you're, when you're going through the uh, candy aisle at Walmart, I hope you think of some of these things, and I hope you make up some for yourself, some, some ideas of what you think the candies represent. Next it says, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Can you believe how big this podium is, how much stuff I'm pulling out of there? So, um, bears all things, I have gummy bears. But not just because they're bears, all right? If I am to go hiking at Nakalula Falls and it's 90 degrees out, I can take gummy bears. They're not going to melt like chocolate. They endure a lot. If you go to It's Yogurt Time, they have these on display. You can put them on ice cream, too. Gummy bears can endure hot, cold. They endure it all. So endures all things, which is what we need to do. You think about, think about that friend group that you had for the past 20 years that have stuck together. You bared all things, right? You've endured a whole lot of trials and troubles. Some of you have been married for a really long time. You've had to bear all things, right? You've had to bear all things. Verse 8 reminds us that love never ends. It's what we are created to do, to love God, to love others. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, the greatest of these is love. Now, we said at the beginning, I I talked about the book of Amos, about these harsh words from God, and then then I said that Paul's saying it's like clashing symbols if we don't have love, but what does it look like if a church shows the love of Jesus to people? I'm going to tell you what it looks like. It looks like a ladle of love ministry every Friday. It looks like people giving away clothes. It It looks like a church that welcomes kids and youth on Wednesday night. And, and, and has them in, feeds them dinner, and we have children and youth ministries. That's what it looks like. It looks like really kind, loving teachers at our early learning center uh, that welcome kids every day to school here. And if you're not familiar with our early learning center, they're awesome. They're awesome. Wonderful things happen when a church loves the community. So I want to tell you a, a little story. I'm going to come down here. Is that all right? 
I'm probably breaking a rule right now by leaving the podium, but that's okay. So uh, if Pastor Sam were baptizing a baby this Sunday, he would take the baby and walk it around like this, wouldn't he? It would be Pastor Sam doing this because I'm usually scared to hold newborn babies. So he's walking around with the baby and he would ask you, are you going to be faithful to help this child grow in discipleship? Are you going to help with vacation Bible school? Are you going to donate candy to children's ministry? He's going to ask you all these questions about this baby. And you all are going to say, yes, I will. Yes, I will. But what happens if we do that? So I'm going to tell you. Catherine Barnes is right now down the hall in our children's ministry with our kids. Did you know that Catherine Barnes grew up in this church? Did you know that? Catherine Barnes went to our children's ministry, went through our youth program. Um, for many years, she was the top volunteer for youth and kids. Did you know that? Like any time I needed to volunteer with youth, I would say, Catherine Barnes, can you help? And she did. She did. So that's what that looks like. Um, so that's something to celebrate and be proud of. Do you know Molly Page over here? Molly Page, how long have you been singing in our celebration band? Since 2014, she's been singing in the early service worship band. Molly Page has also been helping in our children's ministry. Molly was baptized in this church. Um, Molly went through our children's ministry. She went through youth group here. She went to Camp Sumatanga where they showed her love. Um, so this church, you all helped her and showed her love and gave her grace and, and taught her how to put up with her brother, Holt. So that was a blessing, right? Um, so she did so much here in this church, but, but this church, at a very young age, you all showed her the love of Jesus, right? Molly has a call from God to work in children's ministry. Now, it makes us sad that Molly is going to work at Jacksonville First United Methodist Church as the children's director. Um, that makes me sad, but this is a sign of a church that's making disciples, this is a sign of a church that loves kids. That's what happens. That's what happens. When we love children and we pour into their lives, they go on to become like social workers and doctors and school teachers. But they're not just those things. There's those people that pour love into other people and make disciples of other people. That's what happens. It's amazing to have two people at the, our church working at different places in children's ministry. It's amazing. It's something to celebrate. Um, so we just need to really embrace how important it is to invest into our kids and our youth. Um, the people who serve with our youth and kids, they don't just go in there and use words. They show love, like Paul says. It's like clashing symbols without love. It matters. It matters. I'm so proud of Molly because she's already been serving in so many ways. She's been such a huge part of our church. Um, such a huge part of our church. So may we continue to be a church that not ju doesn't just say the right words, but that we continue to show the love of Jesus, right? Because every Sunday and Wednesday, Molly's going to be teaching children about Jesus, and we're a part of that because we poured into Molly when she was younger. We're a part of that ministry that continues on. I want to call um, Molly up for prayer. And uh, we prayed for Molly in the first service, but since she's here in the second service, we're praying for Molly in the second service too. Um, Let's pray. Loving God, we pray for Molly. We thank you for all that she's done for this church. We thank you for the lives that have been touched here. We thank you for all the Sundays that she sang. Uh, we thank you for the Christmas musical that she wrote for the children. But God, we pray now 
that you will do great and mighty things with her at Jacksonville First Methodist. We pray that lives will be touched, that children will come to know you. We pray for their parents, that they'll grow in relationship with you, all because Molly's there, God. We thank you for this. We thank you for all that she will do. We pray that you continue to bless her and bless her life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to just challenge us to continue to love, to serve, to share Jesus with people, right? And not just say the words, but to show love. Because I got to tell you, love is worth more than a hundred grand. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will, you will help us, even when we're grumpy, even when we're stressed out, help us to continue to share your love with people. May it not just be empty words. But may we be individuals in a place that people receive your love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
So without love, we just had an acolyte light candles and take a candle and a flame outside of the sanctuary. But with love, we take the, the flame, we take a candle, the light of Jesus out into the world. So that's our challenge. May we leave this place carrying the light of Jesus and may we do it in love.